You're listening to Nonprofit Growth, a podcast for nonprofit leaders. We interview marketing experts and nonprofit leaders who are in the trenches advancing great causes around the world. They're implementing strategies, experimenting with tactics, and figuring out how to work smart as much as they work hard. Dan Sanchez is the host of this podcast as a nonprofit marketing director who's on a mission to learn how to mobilize an increasingly distracted world. When Dan's not interviewing guests, he'll share stories from behind the scenes of his work advancing the cause of Bethany International. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Nonprofit Growth. Today, I'm doing my first solo episode for the podcast, and I'm talking about reading. I'm talking about why nonprofit marketers and fundraisers should read as much as possible. I'm going to give some tips for how to read more books and faster, and I'm going to give my top 10 nonprofit and fundraising books that I've read this year and maybe a little bit into last year. I had to get the 10, you know. And the reason why I'm even recording this podcast is because I posted a blog post not long ago where I had talked about my accomplishments and some of my setbacks for 2019. One of the accomplishments was the fact that I read 46 books this last year. Now that's almost a book a week and it's the most, the most books I'd ever read in a a single year. And I felt good about it. And I'd honestly, I'm hoping, hoping to hit 52 this week for, or this year for a book a week to hit that goal, as I found that reading books has really helped me in my game as a nonprofit marketer. And of course, as I've shared that blog post on social media, I had a friend reach out to me on Facebook and he asked me, he's like, Dan, I'm inspired by the fact that you've read so many books, but I'm wondering like, how, how is it that you're able to read so much and still retain all that information? What's the balance of reading so many books? and also finding the application you need in order to thrive in your place of work or in whatever topic you're reading. So it's inspired this podcast and hopefully blog post to be able to share with others, as well as sharing some of my findings from the best nonprofit marketing books and fundraising books that I've read in 2019. So let's dive in. Why should nonprofit marketers and fundraisers read as much as possible? I don't know about you, but I often get stuck in my job. Marketing and fundraising is complex. Trying to figure out what you can possibly say in that email or appeal to try to get someone to give or trying to tap in their motivations or trying to set up a sequence of brochures or direct mail letters is is a lot to think about. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of design. There's a lot of copywriting. There's a lot of thought that goes into these things. And I find when I'm constantly reading, I get unstuck faster. So that is one of the reasons why I'm constantly reading. I find I can just problem solve faster. I get unstuck. I'm constantly able to move forward because I have a constant new source of ideas coming into my mind. And that's actually the second reason, not just to get unstuck, but to find new ideas, to implement new things that maybe I haven't considered before. When I'm constantly reading, whether the books are related directly to my job or not, I'm actually finding I have fresh ideas all the time in the shower while I'm running, while I'm walking to work. I have new ideas all the time. The more I read, the more ideas I have. So I'm constantly listening and reading books. Another reason why I read often, why I recommend everybody should read as much as possible, is that the market 
changes. The market changes fast. In 2019, the market's changing so fast that a hip new social media platform like TikTok can go from being not cool in high school to being cool in as little as four months. Things move fast. And nonprofit marketers need to be on top of those changes. And it's hard to stay on top of it if you're not constantly reading and taking in that kind of new information. One of the last reasons I'll give is that technologies change quickly. The world's moving faster. iPhones are updating every year. Websites are updating. The web, social media, um, how you send email, the way people consume content on Instagram changed recently. And I had to catch up to figure out how to do ads and stories more than in the feed. Like Little things are just changing all the time with technology. And if I'm not reading, it's harder for me to stay up with it. And maybe with technology, I'm reading a little bit more blogs. Things are coming out faster than books, blogs, and podcasts with technology. But I'm still reading about technology often in books. I'm trying to stay ahead of the curve. So those are some of the reasons why nonprofit marketers and fundraisers should read as much as possible. But I don't know about you. I often get, it becomes discouraging to have a massive reading list or a pile of books that you bought well-intentioned and you're not able to get through them. I've been there before and I've figured out a few things that have helped me consume more books in a year, not only going wide, but also going deep in many of them. So here are actually my top four tips for reading more books faster and getting the most out of them. Number one is just reading highly interesting or books that are applicable to me immediately. I'm constantly scanning books and I'm adding books to my Amazon wish list and I const- I review that wish list every once in a while. I only read the books that are the most interesting now or are have addressed pressing issues that I'm facing now, challenges that I'm facing now, things that I need to know and would be really helpful to know now. Let's be honest. I remember back in my video game days in high school, it was really nice to have a player's manual, things that told you step by step how this level would unfold, a, a cheat sheet that would show you how you could get unstuck from this problem or maybe how to how to upgrade yourself for free. Books are kind of like that player's manual. It's kind of like that cheat sheet in that they help you get through things faster. The Not all the answers to life are in books, but Many of the answers are, you just have to go find them. And so I find the more I can read books that are aligned with my interests or aligned with things that are applicable to me right now, the more I read. The second tip is that I don't finish all books. I had a friend who is an author. His name is Stephen R. Graves or Steve Graves. He's published a number of books, some co-authored with John Maxwell. And he he gave me a little secret. He told me, Dan, Not all books are worth reading all the way through. In fact, many books are only worth about two chapters. The reason why there's even 10 or 12 chapters is because they had to fill it out to hit a 200-page amount just so they can charge, you know, $10 to $15 a book because that's what the book market demands. But they only had two chapters worth of content. And so they had to add a lot in the intro and had a lot in the, the outro of the book in order to pad it up a little bit. Not all books are worth reading all the way through. So don't read them. I know a lot of you are achievement oriented, so it's really difficult to not finish a book. But I promise, why? Why do we struggle so much with having to finish the book? Isn't the point of the book to learn, to grow? And if you can grow in just reading one or two chapters, isn't that good enough? We need to learn how to re 
rethink about the amount of books we read and think about the amount we're learning from them. I think when you have that mindset shift, you're able to read more books because you're not reading them all the way through. Now, a lot of the books in the list of the 46 books, I had read all the way through, but there's many I didn't finish. A few biographies I almost finished just because they were ridiculously long. (laughs) And one textbook that I read quite a bit of, but I didn't read it all the way through. I still included it on the list because I learned so much from it, but that's okay. A book is only worth what you get out of it, not just because you finished it cover to cover. My third tip is a strategy I use to go deeper. And I can't remember where I picked this up, but I think this is conventional knowledge for reading. And that is to, when it comes to reading, preview, read, and review. Preview, read, and review. Generally, when I'm all 46 of these books, I am just previewing them. In fact, 90% of them I'm listening to on Audible. It's a great way to preview a book. Some of those are so good that they're worth buying a paperback or a hardcover version of it just to go back through and read again to get more out of it. And then some are better still. Not only will you read again, but you'll underline it. You'll take notes from it and you will go back through and pick it up off the bookshelf every once in a while to review, to continually grab new things out of that book. But don't feel just because there is a few good things in the book that you have to go back and read it all the way through again or review it systematically to get the most out of it. I actually recommend just previewing lots of books all the time. And then every once in a while, maybe like one in 10 books, maybe one in five, that would be a lot. You go back through and read a little bit more slowly. And then one out of like 20 or 30 books, you earmark for reading maybe once a year or listening to every once in a while and reviewing systematically because the book was just that good. I find if I'm able to systematically preview many, read some, and review just the few that matter the most, I'm able to go wide as well as deep in a lot of books. Another way you can go wide and deep at the same time is to read more, and this is the fourth step, to read more narrative-based books, things like biographies. I love biographies. You can learn so much from them, and you generally don't have to read and review it because it's easy to remember the story. You remember the lessons from the book. Or reading, I like business fables. Patrick Lencioni is a great example of someone who writes amazing business fables like The Five Dysfunctions of a Team amazing book. So if you read more narrative-based books, you can get through more books that way and retain quite a bit of information. So with that said, that's my four tips for reading more books and reading through them faster and getting the most out of them. Now I want to jump into the top 10 nonprofit marketing and fundraising books that I've read this year that have made the biggest impact on me. And I'll kind of give them a rating of how useful they are and how who I would recommend them to. The first one is called The Nonprofit Marketing Guide, High Impact, Low-Cost Ways to Build Support for Your Good Cause by Kiwi, I'm going to butcher the name, Lorux Miller and Katya Anderson. This book was written a while ago and had some pretty practical advice on marketing for nonprofits. Nothing that I hadn't seen in blog posts that I've read. And I just found the book to be decent, to be decent. The people I would recommend the nonprofit marketing guide to would be people who are new to either nonprofit marketing. So you're moving from a marketing, a traditional marketing for a for-profit company to nonprofit marketing, and you're trying to compare how marketing plays out in the nonprofit space, or if you're just getting 
moved to a marketing place in a nonprofit world from a non, you went from some other nonprofit job to a nonprofit marketing job. This would be a great book, a good introduction to what marketing looks like in the nonprofit space. The second book is The Digital Fundraising Blueprint, How to Raise More Money Online for Your Nonprofit by Jeremy Hasselwood. This book I learned almost nothing from. I did listen to it all the way through, and it's not because Jeremy Hasselwood didn't have some great things to say. I think I'm just more well-rounded in digital marketing and for nonprofits that there wasn't anything new for me. This book would still be, I would highly recommend to anybody who has been in marketing for a while and wants to get into the landscape of digital for the first time or is again new to marketing and is trying to figure out how to put social media and websites and email to use to do better fundraising. The third book is The Networked Nonprofit, Connecting with Social Media to Drive Change by Beth Cantor and Allison Fine. This book, even though I think it's about 10 years old, was fantastic. I could tell that it was written by someone who really had a good maturity of social media because I think they had worked maybe like a Facebook or something, a substantial Silicon Valley company, and then took their learnings about how social media worked into the nonprofit space. The Even though this book cover looks a little bit dated, and it was written a while ago, the principles that they shared on social media and how nonprofit marketers can get into the heads of prospective donors and volunteers and people they're trying to reach was really powerful. The fourth book was Lean Impact, How to Innovate for Radically Greater Social Good by Anne Mee Chang. This was also a fantastic book, probably the highest rated book of all the nonprofit books that I've read this year. The reason is, is she took the the principles from the lean startup and applied it to the nonprofit space. So this actually goes way beyond marketing and fundraising, though it certainly has chapters dedicated to that topic. It talks about how to use the methodology from startups and how to make nonprofits more effective, which is exactly what I talked about in my TED Talk. Her book was published around the same time that I gave my TED Talk. I wish I'd known about her book then. It came out about the same time that I was even talking about some of these concepts. So if you liked my TED Talk and want to go deeper into it, I no longer have to write the book on this. And Chang beat me to it. She's written the book on Lean Impact and did a phenomenal job and much better job than I could have ever dreamed of writing on how to take startup practices and apply them to the nonprofit and social sector. The fifth book is Managing the Nonprofit Organization Principles and Practices by Peter Drucker. If you're a Drucker fan, then you have to read this book. In fact, the audiobook of this one's even more fun because it's him actually getting interviewed in two to three different settings where people are asking him questions about the nonprofit space. So I, f- I believe one's at Fuller Seminary and there was a few at, um, at, at different spaces. But he gives some really great answers. And because he's the one talking, you can actually get his more than just the words. You can get his true feelings and thoughts behind certain questions or topics that he dives into when he discusses managing nonprofit organizations. Peter Drucker is like the godfather of management, has been for a long time. If you haven't heard of him, I highly recommend read this book. It's meaty, but it's good. The sixth book is The Non-Nonprofit, For-Profit Thinking for Nonprofit Success by Steve Rothschild. I loved this book. I loved this book, partly because it's not written by a consultant like many of the other people uh, that I uh, mentioned before. It's written by a practitioner. 
someone who came out of a successful career in the for-profit space and then took his knowledge and applied it to the nonprofit space. I find even, even more helpful than his nonprofit growth strategies was actually how what, what his nonprofit was doing to alleviate poverty and what they were doing to systematically prove that they were getting people out of poverty, not just providing them with a temporary job, but moving them far beyond. I thought there were some fascinating concepts there and training they're doing in order to help people rethink about the choices they're making that gets them into the cycle of poverty. I think Steve's work was phenomenal. They're actually even based in Minneapolis with me, and I'm hoping to go and visit their headquarters soon just to learn more from them. The seventh book is Engine of Impact, Essentials of Strategic Leadership in the Nonprofit Sector by William Meehan, the third, and Kim Starkey-Jonker, or Yonker. This book was great. I did find that the Engine of Impact was written from a slightly more scholarly level. If you have an, a business background or a business degree, it'll be no problem for you, but they definitely speak like they have MBAs and they use MBA terms often in the engine of impact. That's good because the language is very concise in how they're addressing uh, strategic leadership and nonprofits, but it can also, I know, can be intimidating for many nonprofit workers who are new to the business space or don't have formal education in business. Still, if you're thinking about high-level nonprofit work, the engine of impact would be for you. The eighth book is called Thirst, A Story of Redemption, Compassion, and, and a Mission to Bring Clean Water to the World by Scott Harrison. This was in a fantastic biography. And I learned a lot about how Charity Water, which is the poster child of like nonprofit marketing right now, is doing a lot of their marketing, how it evolved, how Scott's been driving that whole thing forward, not by taking nonprofit best practices, but by taking his some of his best practices that he learned as a, as a club promoter and bringing them into the nonprofit space and then just innovating and coming up with things that no one had thought to try before in the nonprofit profit space. This was a very inspiring story, very easy read, great to listen to because not only is Scott a great writer, but he's also a great speaker. So this is also a fantastic audiobook to listen to. The ninth book is The Promise of a Pencil, How an Ordinary Person Can Create Extraordinary Change by Adam Braun. Uh, Pencils of Promise is another favorite charity of mine. There's very few nonprofits that I like admire and emulate often. Pencils of Promise is one of the few, as Charity Water is, they are for many people. So it was great to read Adam's story about how he got started in the Pencils of Promise and things that they did in order to grow the Pencils of Promise charity. The 10th book is The Advantage, Why Organizational Health Trumps Everything Else in Business by Patrick Lencioni. Okay, truth be told, this isn't a nonprofit book, but of all the other business books I read this year, this one's by far by far the most helpful to nonprofits. Organizational health is critical. And what organizational health is, is around company culture. What you can do internally in your organization to make sure your employees are happy, that they have clarity around their jobs, and that they know how they are connected to the purpose of the organization. And honestly, I believe that this matters more for a nonprofit, even more so than a for-profit, which is what this book is written for. This matters more to a nonprofit. If you haven't read anything by Patrick Lencioni, I would start here. This is by far his best book because it's a, a conglomeration of all his other books, all of which are like my favorites. I'm a Patrick Lencioni fan. I've read almost all of his books. 
this one's the best one, probably his most important book. And those are my top 10 books for the year. Now, if you want to see the full list of books I've read and the score that I gave all 46, you can certainly check those out at growthguide.co slash 2019. Hopefully today's episode was helpful to you. I would love to know. Please find me on LinkedIn. Let me know if you'd like to hear more episodes like this. Thank you very much. If you want to take your nonprofit's digital marketing to the next level, you will want to check out Growth Guide's digital marketing playbook for nonprofits. It's packed with the latest strategies, tactics, and scientific research around marketing your nonprofit through digital channels. Get your free guide today at growthguide.co slash DM. That's growthguide.co slash DM. You've been listening to Nonprofit Growth hosted by Dan Sanchez. Please subscribe to the Nonprofit Growth Show in your favorite podcast player to hear all of our episodes. We'd love to connect with you about our podcast at growthguide.co slash contact. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.